I said, are you ready? Yes. All right. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of What's New With You. I'm Billy. I'm Mike. And today, I got a little a little question from my boy over here. First time ever question. Uh-oh. Uh, what is the best conspiracy theory you've ever heard? Oh, uh, Operation Northwood. The one where right in the early 1960s, they were planning on doing false flag uh, airplane attacks uh, and then blaming it on the Cubans so that we would go to war with Cuba. That's it. That sounds like something that actually happened more than a... Yeah, somebody uh, definitely thought about it, but maybe theory. they didn't. That's the that's the theory. That's the conspiracy theory uh, part of it. That, uh, I, all right. That just sounds like an operation that probably would have happened, but they didn't figure it out. Um, What's yours? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a little basic, and I think by far the best conspiracy theory is Flat Earth. It's just, it's so well thought out. It's, there's so many people behind it that it's like terrifying. You know, we got a whole documentary. Have you seen Behind the Curve on Netflix? No, I haven't. It's unbelievable. These people are just like, you can't reason with these people. And you can clearly tell that they all believe it just so they could be part of like a club. Um, and in the end, spoilers for the end of Behind the Curve. They prove that the earth is round <laughs> and it's just, and they just keep going. <laughs> it's literally how they end it. They're like, we're about to do an experiment and it's the experiment where you like put two fences and you shine like a light through it. And it's like, well, yeah. this is, you know, 60 feet away. So the curve of the earth and they're like, all right, the lights through and the guy's like, we don't see it. And he's like, wait, lift the light up a bit and he lifts it up and it works. <laughs> And they're like, that's interesting. And then they cut to black. <laughs> oh my god! Just you almost uh, sound like a believer, man. Uh, no, the Earth is definitely flat. They just did the experiment wrong. I do believe. You want to give a quick rundown of how the Earth is flat? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. so uh, if you look at the United Nations flag, that is the map of flat Earth, and that's how we know that they're just trolling us. Um. And Antarctica isn't at the bottom of the earth. It surrounds the earth. So that's how the water stays in. And uh, the sun is like only like 30,000 feet off the ground or something. It's like not that far away. (laughs) I think like planes are supposed to go higher than that. Um, And what are are the other big ones? Oh, there's just a giant dome. Somehow there's just a dome that's on top of us and we can't get there for some reason and people launch like air balloons and they somehow like hit the dome and fall back to earth but satellites are in the sky but satellites aren't real i think i think they just say satellites aren't real but how do they keep people from hitting the ice wall um i think the un is like constantly just going around it they like they even have like they look at flight records and those like that's why no flights go over antarctica or something like that and it's just like every and everyone who's like scientific is like yeah it doesn't make sense it's like way harder to fly over that way than like it is to fly just you know just like things like that so it's a pretty pretty crazy that it got so much attention mainly because of social media 
and they like to talk about themselves like scientists. They're like, you're the one who's believing the the books. You're the one who isn't doing the experiments. So how do you know? And uh, they're right. I've never been to space. So, Well, I want to believe in a flat earth, but I'll save that for another day. But real earths have curves. That's true. It's true. That's true. But Billy, I don't really care about flat earths. There's more important things in this big round world we live in. Uh, Like, what's new with you? So what's new with you? What's new with me? So I've been thinking a lot about this with Mm -hmm. uh, Disney Plus coming out. You know, you see Disney Plus. Oh, no. I've been thinking about the future of movies, a.k.a. is streaming services good for movies or is it bad? Because Netflix puts out a lot of movies and they're definitely movies, but I don't know if they're good movies. You know what I mean? But I think Disney's going to put out excellent movies on their service. But at the same time, they're probably going to kill the movie theater business by being like exclusively on Disney Plus Star Wars Episode 10. So, no, you don't think so? No, at least nothing, not with Star Wars. I mean, maybe if they have smaller projects uh, that they want to get off the ground, I could see it. But like Star Wars, I mean, I think maybe TV shows, you know, they have the Mandalorian, they have the Obi-Wan show coming out and all that stuff. But like there's way too many movie studio fingers in the pie for something like a Star Wars that comes out um, as opposed to like, you know, the Mandalorian or just the release of, you know, uh, Disney movies onto the streaming service. You know, they've already run their course in theaters. And yeah. I think that's where the value of Disney Plus will come. Uh, yes and no. But OK, so if you're a Star Wars fan and Star Wars Episode 10 comes out, are you going to go... And and it's like exclusively on Disney Plus. Are you not going to buy it? It's only seven bucks a month. You're well, no. Spend I mean, at that point, it, at that point, you have Disney Plus. But like, I would definitely, as someone who might not like the rest of the selection, would buy one month, and then that'd be it. I wouldn't necessarily stick around. But that's already what you would have done anyway. Except this time, Disney gets all the money. You know, because yes I don't, no. I don't know the like, you know, percentage of how much Disney gets um you know per movie ticket but it, they already mm-hmm. did it with uh with Sony and Spider-Man after um Sony made uh for Homecoming or like yeah they're not no not Homecoming far from home mm-hmm. and Disney was like yeah for the next movie we want more money and they already have like a hundred percent of like merchandising and Sony has like 80% of the movie profits. And that's why Sony was like, no, we're going to keep like, we had a deal. I don't know why you're trying to change the deal to get more money. You guys can't have Spider-Man anymore. So, you know, Mm. Disney's already getting a little greedy. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just me wanting to believe as someone who doesn't even really like going to the movies that much and would prefer to watch movies from my home. I don't think that, 
uh, I can't see something as big as Star Wars being exclusive to a streaming platform. Maybe like the next Rogue One or, you know, something that maybe has a little bit more risk. People you know, think something uh, that people have been clamoring for. But yeah, people are saying that Black Widow is about to get a standalone movie that's yeah. going to be like exclusive to Disney Plus, And people think that's going to be like their test to see mm. if, you know. How, how well it is received. So I'm sure it'll be received. Well, I mean, I already know people who are saying like, oh, if I pay $180, I get it for three years. That's such a steal. Yeah, I mean, I almost did it. They were like, it's only 70 bucks if you buy it right now instead of like 80 bucks if you do it monthly. I was like, maybe. <laughs> I just, you know, I don't know. Maybe Disney, I mean, Disney owns everything. So, you know, whether they turn it from when I when I hear Disney Plus, I think okay, so it's all the Disney classics. It's going to be the Pixar movies. It's going to be the Star Wars movies and the Marvel movies. But if they really flex like all the properties they own, I mean, then yeah, I'll probably lean lean more towards it. But I'm just not a big fan of like most Disney properties. They're all pretty hit or miss for me. Um, really, you think Disney yeah. movies are hit or miss for me? Okay, that's fair. Like, I'm, I get more excited about, you know, a Quentin Tarantino movie or something like that than, like, the next Marvel movie. But that's just me. I mean, there's millions and millions of other people who, who get very excited for that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I definitely see the value in it. I don't think it's for me. But, you know, if they are, like... Because I'm pretty sure they own, they own, like, New Line Cinema or, like, some other, like, off-brands. I don't have the list right in front of me. Um but they own way more than you think they would. They own like horror movie companies. They own like action movie companies. And like I said, if they really flex that and like, oh, this is the only place where you can watch like, you know, oh, we're making Die Hard 6 or 7 uh, and it can only be streamed on Disney Plus, well then like I'm more interested. But Disney in like the Walt Disney, Disney World sense, at it's just, it's not it doesn't really grab my attention okay uh but i mean i still see the power in the brand to 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 get back to the argument i'm digressing like to get back to the argument yeah like they're going to pull in loads of loads of users um i'm sure it'll go the way of you know depending on how the irishman does this year really show the power of hey we can you know we can put out a 150 million dollar movie into theaters and hope that it brings in an audience you know like mad max only you know it's a 180 million dollar budget and only brings in 364 million so barely double um and or you know hey we can put it directly into people's homes and so many people subscribe to it and so many people thought of it as a premium experience and decided to up it to the hd premium plus package for 16 bucks a month and most of them forgot that it's going to, you know, it's going to end up raking in 600 million for us without, you know, the middleman, then, you know, that, I think that could have some power. That would definitely sway my opinions on, on where this is going. So, all right. All I got from that is you're not buying Disney Plus. I'm not buying Disney Plus. I'm off board for it now. But, so, yeah. okay, you, you definitely, you definitely got an answer in there. I just kind of missed it. Um, I know I, I digressed a lot. I, I so I'll I'll give mine and you can. Oh, they own Fox now. Yeah, I mean, okay, but, but forget Disney. But I mean, don't forget Disney. But the whole point 
is is this whole streaming so the future of movies is definitely yeah. going towards streaming yeah no doubt is that a good thing i yeah. would say yes you know, no yeah do, yeah i i think it's going to be like music streaming which like yes spotify is like it's not, it's like not good for artists i think no, it's not. It's not good for artists, right? It's well, it's only a, good for artists that make like uh, like The Weeknd or you know Kanye West's people who were able to like make deals. Like I'll put my music library on for you know a hundred million dollars or something like that, and then they get paid up front. But any sort of indie artist that puts it in, it's like a fraction of a penny for every like thousand listens. Um, see, I, so okay, from that perspective. Yeah. It, it seems like it sucks, but at the same time, I feel like those indie artists weren't going to be selling CDs anyway. I feel like Spotify has given so many indie artists like a place to actually put their music. I guess SoundCloud also has done that, but like anyone could be on Spotify. Well, right. Well, so that's that's the thing is that they're not maybe they're not making money off of Spotify. But if I'm listening to Kavinsky and uh, obscure synth artist from California starts, you know, playing into his 3000 listens a month. Hey, this guy's pretty good. I listened to his whole discography. Hey, this guy's playing uh, in my area. I'm going to go see him. Hey, I really like his work. I'm going to buy a T-shirt like last year. I went to see a uh, Carpenter Brute who I had like, you know, heard in video game trailers back in like 2012 and just kind of followed his career from there. And like, I went there and spent, I think I spent like 60 bucks on the the vinyl record and like 30 bucks on a t-shirt. So, you know, maybe he's making, you know, $1, maybe he's made $1 off of all the times I've listened to all of his music ever since I've had Spotify, but he made $90 and I don't know what the take is on the, on the, merchandise itself for whoever made the merchandise but he made money off of that notoriety off of that clout um that he builds on spotify so are you are you implying that having streaming services for movies where people could potentially get theirs put up could create like the next quentin tarantino could be like discovered like youtube kind of yeah so because that's that's what netflix kind of does is like netflix yeah. will pretty much let anyone make a movie at this point even like comedy and stuff it's like kind of a joke that like everyone gets a comedy special now like oh netflix mm -hmm. gave you a comedy special deal like good job like that's not hard to do just because they just want content and they'll pay they pay like big money um like uh what movie? i think it's called like perfectionist have you did you hear about that movie no yeah so it was just like bad movie horrible movie um it's like Clearly, indie did not take a lot, but it got like just so much hype because it was super gross. Um, and it was just like a bad movie, but it's on Netflix and mm -hmm. someone liked it, you know. So, like, that's a movie we never would have got because no theater in their like right mind would have been like, you know, we're gonna show this movie, even though like two people are gonna buy tickets to it. Yeah. Um, so I think in the long run, it's it's good because it'll just get so much more content out yeah um and it does it does hurt i think like disney in a way in that like instead of disney being the only person who can like really produce a movie or 
you know, Warner Brothers, the big companies, like now little guys will get a chance to be on Netflix. Yeah. But I can also see it being like once these things get enough like hold that it'll just maybe they will start kicking people. I don't know. It's uh, because I feel like it's a very like people are like, oh, they're killing the movie. Like people like movies are dying because of streaming. But I guess it's just really movie theaters are dying. I mean, it really does alter the experience insofar as like the whole thing, you know, with a movie like the original Star Wars, it's designed, you know, with the first, what is it, uh, THX, the sound, yeah, the sound system um, and things that are, you know, that you have the full surround and all that other stuff. Um, And so when you bring that into the living room, yes, it's more comfortable. Yes, you get, you know, a more enjoyable experience for you. You don't have to leave your home. You know, you have all your own food. You can pause it whenever. um, But you do lose part of the art. So if you think of it from the artist's perspective of like, I'm sure, you know, Banksy probably wouldn't care because he's like the anti-artist type. But like, uh, you know, something like that probably would want you to see it in person where he painted it with his own hands as opposed to like through your phone. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's so fair. it does it kind of kill the art. Yeah. It kills the art. But if you're talking about, you know, as entertainment, it could be art, you know, in your living room, like it, I'll still enjoy kill bill just as much as I would in a theater technically. But, um, you know, it, it does kind of kill a part of movies. So um, how interesting will it be? If we see a big flip flop, so instead of like the indie movie having to be shown at like a small film festival and like the big blockbusters go to theaters, if now it's the exact opposite, like blockbusters are like, up, oh, it's on Disney Plus, it's on Netflix, new Marvel movie, uh, whatever, whatever. But the only people who are going to theaters to make like spectacles are like true artists, you know, artistes, yeah. if you will. Yeah. So that would be a cool, that'd be pretty cool. And uh, I mean, I would say it even it would even spur, you know, the AMCs and Regal Cinemas and all those companies to up their game and make more, you know, turn any theater that's a, uh, you know, a, a standard, you know, whatever it is, like 105 degree seat into a leather recliner, you know, full size, bigger screen, more IMAX, more that kind of thing to combat the, you know. Cause, cause I just went, like, I just went to go, go see a movie recently and, um, you know, you sit down and you're, maybe I'm just too in my head, but it's like, you hear the, you hear the people talking and then you smell the popcorn. You didn't buy it. You smell somebody else's popcorn. You smell somebody else's perfume. And there's a kid that's crying and there's somebody breathing right over your shoulder. And so, yeah, you get the full experience of a movie in 8k, the way the director intended you to see it like you know uh, traditionally but you do have to deal with like the discomforts of going you know out of going in like a public place uh, see I, I don't know some movies are kind of fun to watch in theaters i feel yeah like i really well, i'm not enjoy- saying i'm not saying it wasn't fun like i still enjoyed the movie even with those things yeah but just as the kind of person i am that's like something you know it's something i i think about it's like oh if i was watching this at home you know, and I have to use the bathroom, I wouldn't have to walk down five flights of stairs or, you know, like a bunch of stairs and then go all the way out and the movie would still be running and I'd want to make it back in time. You know, I could just hit pause. I could, you know, go grab a snack. If I get hungry or I get a phone call, you know, it's no big deal. 
It's just go and do it. Um, You're a little too paranoid going to these movie theaters, dude. Dude, I don't want to. You know, I don't, don't want to get. I don't want to get beat up in a movie theater, man. Yeah, what are you? Afraid I don't want to get mugged. <laughs> Something, someone's gonna like mug you. Maybe. I don't want to. I don't want to get the germs, dude. I don't want to get the germs. Yeah, I don't like. Uh, I want to say like Infinity War. No, Endgame. It was Endgame. Endgame was like a really fun movie to watch in theater, just because everyone's like, <gasps> oh, you know, clown. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that that's a kind of movie though that I wouldn't. I wouldn't be like upset for people to do that at. Just well, it's like a roller coaster. Yeah. Like if people didn't, you know, if you could do a roller coaster at home, you'd still get the fun of a roller coaster, but it is more fun to ride like, you know, loop the loops and stuff when there's like the girl all the way in the back, like streaking her lungs out and you, maybe you got your buddy next to you and he's like, oh, oh, you know, like that's all, that's all part of the fun. That's all, you know, so yeah, that, there is that aspect of it. But like I probably, you know, when I went and saw Endgame in theaters, not that it's a big deal because I, you know, I knew he said it, but when, uh, you know, they all assemble and he's like, Avengers assemble. He says it so quietly, everyone was already cheering, so I just totally missed it. Not that it's a big deal. Again, it's part of the fun of it. I remember that. That stands out in my head as part of the experience. But like, as far as watching the movie goes, I'd probably still be just as, you know, oh, that's so cool if I was watching it from my living room on, you know, a 40-inch TV instead of the 8K, you know, 200-inch screen. Gotcha. This is a really flip-floppy, maybe I'm just flip-floppy, but I, I see all the goods and I see all the bads, and there's a lot of room for betterment in both areas. You know, there's the push for the movie streaming companies to really, you know, make more Irishmans, get Quentin Tarantino on only streaming, you know, give them a TV series, why not? Um, but at the same time, you know, I could see it, it gives the opportunity for movie theaters to really step up. How do we, you know, how do they create a more premium experience that makes it actually valuable to go out and see it as opposed to staying home? I mean, wasn't that the, you know, back when King Kong first came out, like going to the movies was a, you know, a, a tuxedo event, you know, dresses and all that stuff. Like it was a, you went to the movies, you went to the show. It was a yeah, big deal. That would be awesome. That's what they got to start doing. Movie theaters just have to have like like galas or balls before like, you know, like first screenings of movies. Like if if there was like a, for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, if they had like a 60s gala, like an hour before the movie and you just got to go like have a couple drinks and like eat food and stuff, I would totally pay like 50 bucks for that whole experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? That would be like a, yeah. a Friday out. That would be awesome. That's a good idea. Got to go talk to Mr. AMC about this. Um, Save it for yourself. That's true. I got to go buy a movie theater. Even, even <laughs> easier. Uh, or bring back the drive-in. You know, bring like this is a, this is an opportunity. Like if the money's bleeding, th- throw the spaghetti at the wall. See what sticks. People, you know, when's when have you ever gone to a, a drive-in theater? Because I haven't. I haven't. But I, you know, I kind of want to. You know, you're right. You know, like really give that premium experience, say, you know, we're not making money supporting these like dingy seats, close that theater, open a drive in in its place. It'll be, you know, cheaper to operate because you won't have to have all the room. It'll basically just be a parking lot and a screen, you know, pay a bunch of people to dress up like, you know, 50s bellhops and, uh, you know, serve burger fries and, and hot dogs with Beyond Meat or something to their windows, have the little, you know, little microphone hook up to the car and, you know. 
I mean, they do this. This is like a thing. You know, there is drive-in movie theaters to play old movies and stuff. But no, beyond you know, they really me. step it up. You know, with the, that one with Beyond Meat, that's the difference. <laughs> that was my only issue was the Beyond Meat part. I'm just trying to be trendy, dude. It's bad for you. That's all I'm gonna say. Do you want to start that? Do you want to start that? Is that is that new with you too? You got a beef with Beyond Beef? Well, I just I was like very excited about it just because it's like the new thing, and like yeah. Burger King was doing it, I guess. But then I started reading about it, and it's just like oil. They <laughs> just like compressed all the worst oils for you into this burger. But I guess they're not. No one's like saying it's healthy. You know, like Beyond Meat isn't like this is healthy. Yeah. They say it's more sustainable. And that's how they trick you. Because when I first heard about it, they're like plant-based burger. You know, I was like, oh, you know, I, I just assumed healthy because they said plant. They yeah. never say healthy. They just say more sustainable. But I think it's probably just as bad, if not worse. Mainly because I saw uh, some guy did research and it was giving like rats, like it's either like kidney failure or like sickle cell anemia, stuff like that. Nice. Like they were just like reacting poorly, uh, stuff like that. So it's like, it's kind of like the whole uh, margarine butter debacle they had back in what the 90s or whatever yeah. when they were like oh butter so bad for you it gives you like clogs your arteries so just have this you know batch of solidified <laughs> canola oil with chemicals in it and this will be healthier so it's a uh, i think it's like that some but, some some creatures just aren't ready to go beyond meat that's yeah, the problem i'm not i'm not ready to go beyond meat Meat's, uh, i'm not ready to go beyond meat so that that is a little side thing, but that was just because I was reading about it recently. I was like, what, what are they trying? Are they trying to trick me? Are they trying to trick me with plant burgers? But the <laughs> South Park, South Park did it really well. So Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it, it is incredible, man. though. Like, you know, they play the whole thing with the goo man and like suddenly it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe they're on to something. I mean, I, I feel like anyone who like really thought about it, like knew, like... We made this in a lab. We, uh, <laughs> this is pure plant burger, but it's brown and it tastes like meat. And you're just like, I, you know, this, this doesn't make any sense. I've never had corn that tastes like beef or, uh, it's like mainly like soy or something. Right. I don't even know what's in that thing. That's, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I'd imagine it's just, <laughs> it's just hemp. <laughs> you throw about like 2,000 pounds of hemp We're going to get like <laughs> 2 million dollars So It's a little South Park Spoiler Don't worry about it um, pwned by a towel But uh, yeah Streaming Overall I think it's a positive And I hear people whining about it A little bit People are worried um, And we're going to get a mix of a lot of bad And a lot of good Um until the good settles out. I think Disney's going to take it full bad though. I think it has to be a company like Disney to like really scare people. Well, the the thing is, I don't know if we've touched on this yet, is that the Netflix was so attractive to like the average person because cable and and satellite TV has like grown into this mass of like you get maybe five or six channels that have shows on it you like. 
you still have to pay extra for HBO, Showtime, Cinemax, all that stuff. But then you're left with all these extra, all this extra fat that you're just not going to watch. You know, I have nothing against the Spanish channels. I don't watch Telemundo <laughs> all the time. Maybe sometimes I tune in, but I, you know, not all the time. I don't really watch Home and Garden TV. I don't really watch Food Network. I don't really watch ABC. I don't watch anything, you know, in those lower numbers. You know, the news and internet, I can get it from my phone. So I'm paying for, you know, to watch Preacher on AMC or I'm paying to watch maybe reruns of SpongeBob. I mean, it's probably just going to be the newer ones, not even necessarily the older ones. So it's like Netflix comes along. They're like, hey, look, we got all these movies. We got all these TV shows. You can watch them, start and stop them whenever you want. I mean, they also had the the uh, rental service too with the DVDs and stuff. But the streaming was like, you can watch whatever you want, whenever you want. Here it is. It's all of it right in front of you whenever you want it. So people are like, great, I'm in. And then Hulu comes along and they're like, well, we have the ABC shows that you like. We have Brooklyn Nine-Nine. We have all these other, you know, newer shows. You can watch those right now. It's like, okay, so, okay, two, I can, you know, it's got the movies on Netflix and TV shows on Hulu. Great. And then, you know, ESPN will break off and they're like, well, we got all the sports. You want to watch live sports. So now it's becoming this mass again where, you know, it's, you, maybe there's little bits of things you like within each one. And I mean, look, the thing that I find is that with streaming services, you could watch content cancel and then come back to it. You know, you can, it's cancel a lot easier than say Comcast where you have to, you know, call and be on the line. You really just go online and say, I'm done with my subscription, cancel it, you know, three months, you know, El Camino comes out on Netflix. Boom. I buy back in buy another month. Um, you know, that's, that's good. But now everything is so fractured up. It's like, well, when's Star Wars going to get its own streaming service? And then when's Marvel going to get its own streaming service? So instead of paying $70 for Disney, you now have to pay $110 for Disney, Star Wars, and Marvel. And maybe they all output quality content, but then maybe they don't. And so again, you're left with that same conundrum of, I have all the, I'm paying for all of this content and there's nothing to watch. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, I could see companies like Verizon and Comcast, the second they start losing money on cable, like once all the old people stop buying cable, um, yeah. they'll start packaging all these things for you. Or they'll like they'll work out deals with Netflix and Hulu and be like, um, you know, oh, welcome to Verizon. Our standard package is Hulu, Netflix, and, you know, the Discovery Channel one. And that's going to cost you like 30 bucks a month or something. Yeah. Um, oh, if you want to add mean, HBO oops. to that, it's $10. But if you were to get like all these services on their own, it would have been like 50 or 60 You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think they do kind of do that already. I mean, Comcast has, you know, essentially changed its name from Comcast to Xfinity to X1. And this X1 is being like the the central hub of your uh, entertainment area. And they have on demand where you can, you know, technically rent or buy movies whenever you want, which like something like Amazon Prime has. And, you know, Netflix lacks a lot of movies. Hulu, all of them, they all lack a lot of movies. Uh, regional restrictions means that Netflix might have, you know, the raid redemption in one region and not yours. So your only option would be to go on Amazon and rent it for four bucks in HD. 
Comcast offers similar things like that, and then they'll say, you know, hey, subscribe now, you get free HBO. That's how they can fight it. That's how it seems like they're fighting it. Um, yeah. Insofar as like they're, you know, hey, we're a tech hub. We got all your, you know, you can t- talk in your remote. Say, I want to watch Everybody Loves Raymond, and then boom, Everybody Loves Raymond. First season's free. All the other seasons you have to buy. Um, but at the end of the day, they still offer the internet that you need to watch your streaming services. Yes. Yeah. So they'll never dry up, but I mean, you know, a billion dollar conglomerates like that, I'm sure they can, you know, switch foot if need be, uh, for the sake of, of avoiding extinction. Um, yeah, I, I'm not worried it, about the, you know, the safety of Verizon. I'm sure they'll be fine. But what? I was just saying like, uh, but it's a corporation full of people. It'll be so interesting when like, like you said, like the Telemundos and the, you know, I mean, I, I guess History Channel, like someone was going to buy the History Channel, right? Like uh, if someone doesn't well, already own it. I was um, going to say, I mean, the history, I don't know if you've seen History Channel lately, but I, I don't see much history. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Hey, ancient aliens. Uh, yeah, but sure see, like that? those, are, I love those shows. Oh, uh, okay. I would, I would totally like it. Those are like the perfect shows. When I would just like, you know, just be clicking. It's kind of like those are the stupid videos you watch on YouTube now. And you're just like, oh, like, uh, did you see this super Easter egg in the Fight Club movie? You know, and I'm like, oh, I guess I'll watch 10 minutes about this. That doesn't make any sense. It's kind of what the History Channel used to be. It'd be like aliens of ancient Mexico. <laughs> and you'd be like, I'm sold. <laughs> Let's watch this. Well, it's a shame because like, you know, they are, they used to genuinely have good content like modern Marvels. That show was awesome. That's like, that's where I became fascinated with like trucks and, and mechanical engineering and things like that. Cause they really did break it down. It was interesting. I mean, yes, you can get those same shows on YouTube now. You know, if you, if you Google like, you know, uh, you know, invasion of Korea, 1970, whatever. There's Maybe like not somebody made about a video it. about this yeah. one invasion that happened like 50 years ago. But he's just you not going to so think you, of that. You know? What do you mean? Like, like no one's going on YouTube and YouTubing that, but you're going to be flipping through the channels and being like, oh, I didn't know this happened. When you hit the history channel, and they're going to give you a little documentary about it. Well, see, that's the thing is that, like, with History Channel, I, I basically have an expectation that it's going to be American Pickers, it's going to be Pawn Stars, it's going to be Ancient Aliens. And chances are, if it's a primetime slot that isn't, you know, new episode season, it's going to be one of those shows. I don't want to watch any of those shows. If I'm browsing on YouTube and the YouTube algorithm decides, hey, today you're going to watch a three-minute, 33-second video of a, of a man in Japan in a cat suit, like, playing heavy metal drums that's that's more interesting to me and um, you know it's not a better use of my time but it's like that gratification of like that's fascinating and weird and funny and i like it a lot compressed into three minutes instead of 30 minutes of you know plus ads plus commercials i mean yes there's ads on youtube but the five seconds to skip one or the 30 seconds to watch a whole one doesn't even compare to the you know three and a half four minute run-ons of you know, cash for gold and, and whatever new movies coming out or anything else um, that you'd have to deal with with History Channel. I'm not saying I think the History Channel should die. I think there is still like room for good Channel content. People die. watch American Pickers. I got something. I got a beef. I got a be. I'm beyond meat. I'm beyond beef with History Channel. Ooh, no, but really, it's, 
Yeah, big man. I'm a discovery man myself. I am yeah, a discovery no. man myself. See, like Mythbusters. I used to love Mythbusters. Yeah. All the time. But, you know, if I had Netflix, I might have never clicked on the Mythbusters. If, if it's even on. Oh, it used to be on Netflix. But now it's on the Discovery app, I guess. Well, there you go. So now you got to buy another service that you have to keep track of. That's that's the other annoying thing is all the accounts, dude. Like, well, that they don't care. You're you would ideally just trim the fat. But if you're a, you know someone who has a varied amount of interests, then like you're gonna be stuck buying all of these services if you yeah. really want what's on there, right? I mean, it's it's all based on want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so yeah, you know, I've I've Amazon, I've Netflix. Those are my two. And I watch like too much YouTube. Those are those are my sources of entertainment right now. Yeah, but I kind of really want to watch uh, the Mandalorian. So now am I gonna have to buy Disney Plus for a month or two? You know what I mean. Well, you could be you could be smart about <coughs> it, right? If you really wanted to, you could watch it. You know, I mean, you know, it de- if you depends on how tight money is and things like that. But you know, if you're if you have patience, you could wait for the whole show to be yep. out, buy a month. Watch it for a week, cancel your subscription, let the month run out, and then boom, wait till season two comes out. You know, but what they're hoping is, oh, I can't wait to watch it. I'm going to start day one. Oh, this is great. This is great. Oh, wait, Obi-Wan show starts in three weeks. Well, why would I go and cancel it when I'm going to be watching it for two months after those three weeks? Boom, you're in. And you what just keep going and going and going and forget about, about it. it. There what, you go. Huh? What if all, what if all my friends? What huh? friends? You're watching Disney Plus. What's yeah. wrong with you? Yeah, I have I have Disney friends. My boy Mickey, uh, Goofy, dude. What are we even talking Donald. about, man? That's what podcasts are for. Yeah, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, oh. it's like having friends. It's like being in the middle of a conversation. I'm in the middle of a conversation right now, actually. Oh, really? Oh my god. Yeah. So, bottom line. History Channel's got to go. <laughs> History Channel's just got to get out of here. I don't know who invented it, but stop it. Um, Ancient Aliens, dude. I feel like I got to watch that. I feel like I'm going to like it just because... Easter Island, Giant Heads made History Channel. Deadliest Warriors on Discovery was like top tier TV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, uh, Honestly, I miss Mac. I don't know if you've... Do you remember Mac from uh, Future Weapons? Was oh, a bald dude. Yeah, he yeah, talked yeah. like this. I'm Mac, and today we're gonna look at the M32 MGL grenade launcher. Uh, yeah, I know. Brings a whole about. lot of bang yeah. for a whole, whole little buck. Yeah, that guy. Oh, it's a she passed away. I think uh, a couple oh, years ago, and it's such a shame. Too many future weapons. He was so good. He was so entertaining. That and Future Cars. Did you used to watch Future Cars? No, I didn't watch Future Cars. Uh, the, yeah, the one that like. I don't, we must have. I was pretty young uh, when we watched it, but it was like the it was the first time I ever saw like self driving cars, and they were like, mm. "If we do this right, every car could be going three hundred miles per hour within two inches of each other, and nothing will ever crash." And I was like, "Oh my god, why haven't we invented this yet?" Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, one of these days, Elon will figure it out. He watched that show, and that's why he's doing what he's doing. I'm I'm sure he saw Mac, and he was like, "I got to get on this." <laughs> the the grenade launcher. <laughs> yeah, you saw the grenade launcher. It's like I gotta make self driving cars. I gotta make a self driving car so I could shoot my I grenade launcher this. while driving. 
Oh man, that'd be cool. Pretty you know, much. I don't know how you feel about guns. I really don't want to get into it, but it'd be really cool to have a an M thirty two rotary grenade launcher. Yeah, just uh, right off, right off the my car. <laughs> yep, just pop it right off your car. Yeah, boop, these days. Boop, boop. I love that sound. Like that's what I sound like. So yeah, pop. Streaming, good job, Disney. Don't be evil. That's your tagline. Don't be evil. Nice, nice. So uh, you know that that's what's up with me quite a bit. What's up with you? Well, speaking of movies, I finally got around to seeing that Joker movie. The Jared Leto uh, one. It was really good. It was yeah. really, really, really good. Um, it's it's not not bringing anything new to the table as far as reintroducing it and saying you know it's good. I'm, I'm think a lot of other people feel the same way. You saw it, right? Of course. And, Excellent uh, film. Whoo! I'm just glad they're making movies like that. You know, something like edgy like that in a theater, making you know nearly it's probably gonna make a billion, and it'll be like the first R-rated movie to do it. That's super impressive, and that's so that's such a good sign of uh for things to come hopefully yeah and it's uh, so crazy that the reason it's doing so well at least partially it's got to be is all the hype before it yeah. happened and how much like people were like this movie's gonna cause a, a large assault of mass murderers to come out of the woodworks this promotes incels to you know rise up been killed gamers rise up you know what i mean and that like that's yeah. what all i heard for like three weeks and i was like what are you guys yeah. talking about like uh you know like you really think just because i watch someone on a you know a big screen i'm gonna be like this is it this guy gets it you know what i mean especially after yeah. you watch it i can't imagine anyone walking out of the movie theater and being like yep that's it that's a solution to my life you know what i mean yeah well, I mean, like, the Joker character has had, I mean, you know, clearly it's like he's a villain. So, you know, anything he's done, it's like, oh, he's done such detestable acts as a you know, fictional character. But at the same time, you know, within the last 11 years, you know, arguably one of the greatest portrayals of a villain on film was done with Joker, you know, in, in The Dark Knight. And that was one of those like revolutionary like everything he says is, you know, uh, the plan, and uh, you go to the plan, and uh, you know, a truck full of soldiers blowing part of the plan, and kill one little mayor, not part of the plan. Everyone goes crazy. Ooh, like all the quotes and the memes and all that stuff spring from that. And then 2012 is the Aurora shooting, you know, where he the guy's got orange hair like the Joker. So again, like controversial figure. Uh, then Suicide Squad came out, and we worried about that. And then they announced like, oh, we're going to make a Joker movie and it's going to be edgy and it's going to take on mental illness and, you know, a man who's at his breaking point and uh, decides to, you know, evil is the way of the world and all that stuff. Like, it, it is it really going to cause people to rise up? Is it really going to cause gamers to rise up? Probably not. You know, will there be some people who get, like, influenced from it and think more about it than they would had they not seen it? Probably so, but I mean, it's, it's, it gets clicks. It gets people talking about it. I mean, yeah, you're, you're not going to go out and, and shoot up something because you feel like that's the right way to fix the world. 
but it got you talking about it, got you thinking about it, it got you paying attention to CNN, Fox, uh, Vox, you know, uh, Kotaku, I don't know who, any, any media outlet was able to just say whatever, and, you know, that was, that was their way to get clicks, like, how could they say that, how could they say that, that, you know, it's gonna cause people to become violent, um, yeah. so, you know, yeah. it had buildup in more ways than one. So, yeah, I mean, they, if that was part of their advertising scheme, like from day one, they're like, guys, we got to make people think people are going to kill each other. You know, I love the, the hustle. The hustle in that idea is a little, you know, morally ambiguous, but it worked. Congrats. Yeah. Uh, hot take. Let me know how you feel about my conspiracy theory of this movie. Uh-oh. Originally, this was written... And was just called Crazy Man. And they gave it to an exec. And the guy read it and he was like, this movie is amazing. I love everything about it. It's going to like really cause people to think and uh, get people excited. And it's just going to be edgy and dark. But you have to make him the Joker. And the writer went what like <laughs> what do you mean after like this is just about mental illness this is not to do anything with the joker no i want this to be about the joker so we can sell it better how do you feel i about think that? it's possible i think it's definitely a possibility but knowing who the director is because the director is todd phillips who i don't know if you know directed the hangover <clears throat> excuse me the hangover movies um and i think the last movie that he did was it's been it's pretty much been comedies his whole career he did war dogs uh he did a stars born no no it's bradley cooper but i think he produced it um he's all comedy joker is really his first war dogs is kind of dramatic um you know it's pretty like serious subject matter but joker is really his first like dark take on a movie but it, it kind of makes sense for him to have written this movie just because the Joker does play so much into comedy. Like that's the whole that's the whole thing. Like he as dark as it was. Go on. Are you gonna say there wasn't <laughs> funny scenes in that movie? <laughs> He's a clown, dude. He's hilarious. It was, it was definitely funny. There's definitely funny scenes. I could definitely see like a comedy writer having some influence in there. It's funny because since it's been out, like I've talked to you, I've talked to some other people, and like you were like, yeah, I can see the comedy in it. I asked somebody else who I know and they were like it was not a comedy at all but when I saw it like like the bit where he's you know walks into the glass door or the bit where you know he bludgeons a man to death with spoilers by the way I don't know if uh it, this movie's been out for four weeks it's probably gonna have a joker title but bludgeons a man to death and then the friend who goes with him who's like a you know a very short man goes to get out and he can't because he can't reach the the lock on the door yes like the whole theater was roaring yeah um, that was by far so the it's part. it's definitely like it seems like todd phillips because he helped i think he i think he helped write it i think him and, and another man wrote it um it definitely like a good take for i'm sorry written by todd phillips and scott silver so like how can we take like this dark character who's a clown he's like the embodiment of funny and entertainment and comedy and and just you know run with it 
So I while I don't think it's impossible that this script probably you know there's a there's probably a version of the script where it is just about mental illness and it isn't Joker. Um, I think it's it's entirely possible that Joker was the jumping off point, um, and they they ran with it that way. And I liked I liked how they approached all the Batman stuff, but I just I kind of wish they wouldn't follow up. I know you know it made too much money to not get a sequel. Uh, so this but at is the same the, time this is perfect. One second, this is my second conspiracy theory. Okay, let's hear it. They made the movie, and then the execs were like, "Wow, this movie is insane! Great job!" Yeah, but we didn't see Bruce Wayne in this movie once, and the guy was like, "Yeah, it's, it's the Joker. Bruce Wayne's like a child." And the execs went, "Yeah, this movie's too good. We need at least one Bruce Wayne scene." And his parents dying. And then you can call it a Joker movie. And the writer's like, that, like, we don't want to do that. Because both of those scenes with Bruce Wayne in there felt so out of place. To oh, me. see, I, I did not think so. Maybe I, I'm, I'm pretty much like a sucker. Uh, as far as movies go, I have a hard time calling movies bad. I think uh, this I movie's like. A 9.9 out of 10. No, no, I don't mean that. But like, even bad movies, I'll be like, you know. You know, something like, uh, what's it, Triple Frontier on Netflix. I'm like, I watch it the whole time. I'm like, this is Ghost Recon Wildlands, the movie. Like, I'm all about this. And it'd be like, it's bad. It's got plot holes. Everything that happens is a problem. You know, nothing went right. Really, these guys are ex-spec ops and they can't, you know, fit all the money in the helicopter without it getting shot down. Like, they didn't think this through. But I'd be like, part of the movie, I'm along for the ride. But like, gotcha. him being... So Stop having plot, fun at the movies. Major plot points... Arthur being the when he believes he's the illegitimate son of Thomas Wayne makes sense that a crazy person would go to the house of who he thinks the father is and interact with the boy. That's, yes, yeah, that okay. makes sense. It all made sense. It fit. It did make you know, sense. That's what I'm saying. Like that's why I really appreciated what they did with the the touching on the um, Batman things because you always, at least I always, kind of thought of. I didn't know Bruce Wayne's father was named Thomas Wayne, but I always thought of Bruce Wayne's father and family as like, you know, they're in the, the infallible rich people who were killed because they were rich, but they had such good in their heart. And, you know, that's why their son, whatever rose up from the ashes and became this hero of good and, you know, fought for good and balance and order in Gotham city and, you know, keep crime at bay and all that stuff. But like, they really go out of their way to make Thomas Wayne kind of like a jerk like he is not he like he's a politician and he's a politician through and through the interaction in the bathroom as realistic as that may be i mean he doesn't he doesn't show him you know extra sympathy just because you know he has a mental illness or anything like that he's a man being bothered by another grown man who's having a nervous breakdown he says f you he punches him you know he physically hits him yeah. he's not some you know thomas wayne is not this infallible face of justice who's a you know a rich man done wrong by the streets that you know he just so happened to try to help he wanted to help and the streets got him he was a jerk i'm not saying he had it coming but like it definitely makes sense with the type of character that you you feel bad you know like this boy's about to have his parents killed right in front of him but like that whole scene it's like no one's infallible everyone has you know flaws and that doesn't mean that everyone deserves to die you know, the Joker didn't necessarily deserve the ending that he got. 
where he gets to, you know, be free, walk away. He becomes the hero. He becomes Joker, right? He doesn't deserve that, just like Bruce didn't deserve to have his parents killed. But I really like that they approach the characters from a realistic way where Thomas Wayne is a, you know, he's not a perfect politician. He's not the perfect man. He's not Harvey Dent before Two-Face. He is this, you know, he could be a jerk. He could be mean. He can hit people. Even someone who's having a nervous breakdown and says he's his son. He's out and out. You know, she was delusional. She was crazy. There was no consoling. There was no helping or being nice for the sake of some sort of image to make you feel sympathy for Thomas Wayne. When he got shot, it's like, no wonder he got shot. He's this rich politician who's, you know, seems like he's forgotten about all the poor. His whole mantra is, I'm helping these people even if they don't know it. So that lack of sympathy for the people. And I'm not saying that means he deserves to die. But building up the character in that way makes it like, huh, maybe not every, you know, not every person who died was this perfect beacon of of goodness. They did have flaws. They were flawed people. They were, they could be corrupt. They could be mean. They could be evil. Um, Yeah. Okay. I appreciated that. So I agree with almost all of what you said. Like, I definitely like their approach to this Thomas Wayne because, yeah, and like other batmans is just like my parents were like the beacon of hope and they own wayne industries that is you know we create everything and we're the best and we clean the streets up but i still so you say you were like yeah no wonder he died he was like a rich prick or whatever i still think like that was random you know i still think that was like kind of the point like this whole thing is just like i guess it was rise against the rich and like that is the man they wanted to kill but I feel like yeah. it was still just like a random event showing like this world is crazy. Everything's crazy. Like don't walk outside. So you're saying against it. You're saying it was unnecessary to have. No, 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 no. Oh, I, okay. I, okay. So the scene, like it didn't bother me. They could have dived way deeper into like the Batman lore and tried yeah. to get like more out of it just to like, you know, pull the heartstrings or whatever. And they only touched on it a bit, which I appreciate. Um, yeah. But you were saying like that scene was good because like Thomas Wayne deserved to die. I think it was, you know, it was a good well, scene. I don't think he deserved to scene. die, but it made sense why yeah, okay, somebody would shoot enough. him. Yeah. See, I, yeah, I, I don't, I didn't see it as like, oh, he went after Thomas Wayne, which is totally possible. I just saw it as like, this is a riot. Nobody's safe, no matter like who you are. Well, the guy was waiting for him. Was he? Oh, okay. Because he's outside. Because so so I, you you saw this when it came out. This is about I don't know when this will go live, but this is uh, four weeks after it's been out. Yes. I literally just saw it yesterday. They they leave the theater. The three of them, Bruce, Thomas, and his wife, leave the theater, and one of the men wearing a mask. Not so. I thought it, now if they had gone and used the Joker, and the Joker went and killed the parents. Mm-hmm. That would have been a, like a total game changer. That would have been unnecessary, forced. I had been like, "Oh, look, we're the killing joke. Like, look at us. Like, we did, we did it, we did it. You didn't know you were watching it the whole time. I'm this Jack is us. Nicholson. We did it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they have this guy standing outside, and he's like, "Hey," and then he, you know, goes in, shoots the one, and then shoots the other, and it's like these are, you know, the same. I, I believe it's after. Um, the Joker gets like saved by people in those similar masks. Yeah, like his all, disciples, all like his closest time. disciples. Yeah, because mm. you watch, you watch the ambulance hits the car. They take him out, and it's those people wearing masks. And then it cuts back to the theater, and it's another guy in a mask. And it's like, oh, there's his henchman. There's the angry people who see him as their leader, 
and are willing to do whatever it takes, you know, whatever he says, they'll follow in his steps. There's the, you know, how could the Joker amass such, you know, like a close following? Well, there they are. And look what they did on their own. You know, they brought the city to to its knees, to chaos. Yeah. Um, Okay. So that was my, that was my take on, I thought everything was well done. Is it possible that that was all rewritten in? A hundred percent. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But, but it was, it fit, it fit well. So I thought it fit well. Yeah. Um, all right. More, more conflicting ideas that I've had with people. Was this actually the Joker? Yes. You think this was meant to be like the Joker we know and love? Because most people, the biggest complaint I hear about is people keep saying that this is not like the mastermind evil Joker that they know. This is just like a goofball who kind of like fell into the position. Um, And to that, I keep saying, I really don't think this was meant to be the Joker. I think this was meant to show what would drive someone to do crazy things like that yeah and because and people kept saying like yeah like how did he start the riot like he he was an idiot he didn't even try like he's supposed to be planning and i was like he like he didn't care about the riot like he says that right he's like i don't know i don't know what's happening out there this like and they asked him like why you dress like a clown he's like oh it's not political at all so like he didn't care at all about that stuff he wasn't planning anything you know, and that's why I don't think this is like, and it is, you're, you're not supposed to go into a movie and be like, I know the Joker is a serial killer mastermind and he has gags and he, you know, whatever you do, you can't go into a movie doing that for one. Um, but two, I don't, yeah. Like, I, I feel like this isn't the Joker. It may, like if they were to make a sequel, I don't think they'd bring in Joaquin Phoenix to be the Joker. I think they would bring in like. I am Joker disciple number three or something like that. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's a really good, that's a really good way of viewing it. Um, but I think that's like the magic of comic book characters is that you can really like, this is one origin story. Yes. Right. And that works perfectly. In the same way. Yeah. Right. I don't know what the suicide squad one was, but like in the dark night, you know, you don't know who he is. Custom made clothes. He's an explosive expert. I I really like the theory that he was a soldier. That's why he says truck full of soldiers. You know, imagine a soldier abandoned in the middle of, you know, the Middle East works, you know, crawls his way back to this country and realizes, you know, chaos is all that really matters and uses all of his, you know, CQC explosive skills, firearm skills, and just starts tearing the city to shreds. And he's a, you know, he's a master tactician. He's a, an ex, you know, Green Beret. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or the same way that Jack Nicholson is a this, gangster, you know, he's is just, a gangster who falls into a vat of acid or vat of, I don't know what. Yeah. I don't know. But you know what I'm saying? Like, no. Is it is it the Joker we know and love? Probably no. not. But which Joker do we know and love? Are we talking about the cartoon or are we talking about Jack Nicholson? Are okay. we talking about yeah. Heath Ledger? Are we talking about, you know, Jared Leto, if you love him? You know what I'm saying? I guess, and that's so, yeah, and I guess that's where my point is. Like, you can't walk in the movie and be like, "I know who the Joker is," so whatever you're about yeah. to show me better fit my uh, idea exactly. Yeah, because even but in I would also oh, sorry the Killing Joke, which is like kind of the definitive, you know, origin story in a way. Yeah. Um, you know, the like I think the most memorable line from it. He's like, "Sometimes I remember it one way, sometimes I remember it another way." 
that's why I prefer my like pass as multiple choice. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're just like, yeah. there it is. Like no matter what he tells you, you don't believe it. But I think this movie does do that in, you know, showing you the girl he went on dates with mm-hmm. that wasn't real. When he goes on, you know, the the in the beginning of the movie, when they show him in the Robert De Niro show, I forgot Murphy's show. Uh, Murray Franklin. Murray Franklin. And that yeah. wasn't real. And, uh, you know, just stuff like that. And then, you yeah. know, he just becomes an unreliable narrator. Like, yeah. did he even kill Robert De Niro at the end? You don't know. You know what I mean? Right. How how well, likely a, is it that yeah. he got hit by an ambulance in a cop car and he's the only one who survived and they drag him out? You know what I mean? Right. No, I mean, that's... that's. I mean, I don't want to believe that argument just because I'm not a fan of, like, the It's a cop-out argument. It's like, it was all a dream. It was all, you know, yeah. everything is null and void because he actually, he actually, if you look, he when he closed his eyes in the first scene, that was actually him dying of uh, blood a blood contusion in his head yes. and so he's dead the whole time and this is all in his head yeah because okay. he's dead i agree i don't you know? like that idea either but i just want to put it out there as being like no that's totally you valid. can't believe this and be like this is the joker's story yeah. but that's not I mean, the joker i know so i don't like this story yeah. anymore you know what i mean i mean the the confidence he has when he puts on the suit you know yes there's a lot of like eccentricities eccentricities and all that stuff that kind of make him unique but when he puts on the suit it's like, yeah, he says he's not part of the, you know, he's not part of the cause. Yeah, he says he doesn't believe in anything, but he's like a different person, you know? Yeah. His, his brain's like broken. He doesn't, he doesn't think he exists. And, you know, now he, he knows he doesn't exist. He don't know, he doesn't know who his parents were. His mother's a lie. You know what I mean? It's all this, all these things coming together where, yes, he's a, you know, he's an unstable idiot. You know, I hate to use the word like that, but like, you know, he's, he's, he's basically a, a clown. He's a joker, right? <gasps> He's you. just falling from from thing to thing. You know, he falls his way up. It's like the same thing as you know, King of Comedy. It's what the whole the whole gist of this movie was written to be like 1970s Scorsese movies. So he this this man, this goof of a man falling up with all these problems. He falls into this position of, you know, he's a psychopath who falls into leading a movement. But you know, that could be the Joker. And he just continues to fall up. You know, if they made a... I really don't want them to make a sequel. But, like, Joaquin if Phoenix the sequel, he could just keep falling up. And just falling up and up and up and up. And then faces the Batman. And he just outsmarts him because he's just falling, like, without gravity. You know? Yeah. So, it, it, as, as a Joker origin story, I'll take it. You know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this one. I'm not going to turn it away. Oh, Absolutely. Uh, I think I'm not going to demand my money back. No, I, I agree. I, I walked out of theater. I loved every second of it. But I was just saying, as the main complaint of this movie was that like they didn't like how the Joker was portrayed. And I was like, yeah. one, maybe it wasn't a Joker. Maybe. Uh, just inspired. But two, like you don't know the Joker's origin story. So maybe he was just goofball. And because he gets confident and... Now that he's becoming like crazier and crazier, maybe he runs out of Arkham. And by the time Bruce is 35, like, or I think he becomes Batman when he's like 27. So what is Bruce in mm-hmm. this movie? Like 13, maybe? Yeah. So, you know, it gives a joke like 10, 20 years to figure out how to be like a mastermind evil person. Oh, yeah. So do you think uh, Thomas Wayne is really his dad? No. You don't think so? 
Nope. Even with those fake-looking birth certificates? Oh, I didn't notice them to be to look fake, but well, I, well, I believe that he wasn't. Yeah, okay, I don't know if they were meant to look fake, but it just was like, it's very, you know, unreliable. Are you going to trust Thomas yeah. Wayne over, you know, like, I didn't have you, I don't want you, you know. Or is she just saying I mean, that it's possible that, like, it's possible it was Thomas Wayne's kid and then the woman adopted him. Yeah, or or he forced the adoption page for papers. You know, he's rich enough. Yeah. That would drive her crazy. Yeah. That's why it's just so good. That's why this movie's so good. There's just so many, yeah. like, little things that if you went through that and you, like, literally didn't know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, for example, like, the postcard he got with, like, her his handwriting or whatever that was, like... You know, I love you forever or something like that on it, too. Oh, the one from the the mothers? Yeah, that was from Thomas Wayne that she kept? Or that no, no, that wasn't, from, that wasn't from Thomas. Who was that from? That was from her. I think that was one of the letters she was sent because she was like, oh, he hasn't sent back my letters. I think that was one of the letters she was going to send out. I thought that, too. I was like, oh, that's from her. But if you look at the envelope, it's addressed to Thomas Wayne. It's not oh, from Thomas Wayne. Okay. So I think that was one of her letters. That's why he freaks out on her because he sees that she was writing these letters saying mm, yeah, you know, yeah. Your and then you can't trust her it's that that's what i don't know this movie's so good no yeah there's there, everything only having seen it once and basing everything off of my memory um you know you every point you make it entirely possible it, it all it would take is like another viewing knowing a little bit more about forged birth certificates knowing a little bit more about but each of these characters see, like I, i'm saying all these things just to be like annoying but i think that's the point i think you're supposed to look at every different position and be like yeah that's also possible that's also possible and just know if you were in the middle of all those possibilities you would go crazy yeah you know what i mean like if if your yeah. mom called you up right now and was like uh, you you were adopted. You're not my son. This is your dad. And then you go to that guy. Like who? You, of course, you're gonna believe your mom. You know what I mean? And then you go to that guy. He's right. like, "What are you crazy? Your mom? Oh, that that woman? She's crazy. Don't listen to her." And then yeah. you know, you know, the, just everything. Like, and then you get mugged on the train, and you self defense kill a guy, kind of thing. And you're just Three like, guys. oh, ugh. he he hunted down the second two, but. <laughs> If he self defense to one of those kills. No, he self defense. He self defense two of them. He got he, one in the head, and he then the other one the guy instantly. Right, and then the other one he two shots in the chest, okay. and then he chases down the other guy. He so yes, he okay. self defense two in a self defense situation. He kills two guys, and then he murders the one. Yeah, I can't. You think people? I, I could imagine how like bad of a world this would be if that was just like it might actually happen. I'm just like. I mean, it's well. The whole thing was it's also supposed to be 1970s Gotham, which is basically 1970s New York, which is nothing like, you know, post 19 what's it 95 New York. Like it is before the cleanup. Yes. You know, so. like there are porn theaters in Times Square at this you know this fictional time. True. So, it, it really is a different world, um, which I also thought you know great choice of time period. Oh, it was perfect. It was so good. You know, the mean yeah. streets, the the taxi driver, Scorsese, 1970s New York, you know, gritty. Little kids it, running really around worked. beating up clowns. Yeah. Just like dad used to do. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh. So good. I'm trying to so think. So good. 
I'm trying to think if I had any other crazy theories about this movie. He was Alfred the whole time. No, no, no. <laughs> they had Alfred. They had Alfred. It wasn't Michael Caine, but they had Alfred. They should have got Michael Caine to just do it again. <laughs> Does this guy never get older? Is he just always old? Well, that's the best part. Alfred can be as old as he wants. Yeah. <laughs> he just like looks old. So that's his goal. Alfred, why are you so old? He's sitting in the wheelchair. Yes, Master Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get the Batmobile ready. <laughs> your your cape's ironed out. But uh, yeah, I don't think we're getting Joker too. At least I don't think Joaquin Phoenix will do it. Good. So good. They might do it without Joaquin Phoenix, and then one of my theories will be true. And then uh, people will look back at this and be like, wow, this kid. This kid He's a genius. Together. He's the biggest brain of all of us. I was the Joker the whole time. Wow. And nobody saw it coming. You know, it's not about whether he was or wasn't the Joker. It's about all the little Jokers we've met along the way. <laughs> you, you here are a little Joker. <laughs> Mexican Joker. Have you seen South Park? No, no, I haven't. Uh, episode one, I think it's called Mexican Joker. It's really funny. <laughs> it's good oh. stuff. All right. Good, good stuff. Show. I think on that note, we'll we'll wrap it up here. All right. Hit us with one of your questions, boy. What, what are we asking the people? Ooh. Are you a little joker? Right. Leave a let comment it, below. Let us know if let you're us a little know. joker. Peace out. Peace. Peace.